When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Teen Creep listeners. It's Lindsay Katai. And it's Kelly Nugent. Hooray. Hooray. We have a brand new podcast, which I'm sure you've heard about, but we're going to tell you about it again. The town is a talking, <laughs> or we've just talked about it here. Sweet Valley will never be the same. <laughs> uh, we're taking things a little bit more highbrow mm-hmm. with a new podcast called Public Domain Theater. Yeah, we came up with it for our Patreon originally, but we got such good feedback and we so enjoyed doing it that we wanted to have guests on and give it to everybody. So now it's available to everyone. And we are so proud of how this first episode came out. We read The Egg with Rhea Butcher um, that we decided we needed to get y'all hooked. Yeah, we got to put it on the Teen Creeps feed so that you know what you're missing and will get because recording this with Rhea was so fun. I couldn't even believe it. Like we are sweating and cry laughing by the end. It was a good time for all. Yeah. And we've gotten some great feedback about it from some listeners. So we just wanted to spread the cheer. Yeah. So it's an easy way for you to discover it and see if it's for you. And then if you decide you want to subscribe, just look up Public Domain Theater. It's available on the Forever Dog Network and wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Thursday. And open your ears because here it is. Welcome to Public Domain Theater. This week, Sherwood Anderson's The Egg. We are joined by esteemed guest, Rhea Butcher, and your hosts, Kelly Nugent and Lindsay Katai. Hi, welcome to Public Domain Theater, the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and we are joined today, like I said earlier, by the host of the podcast, Three Swings on the Forever Dog Podcast Network, co-creator, co-writer, co-star of the show, Take My Wife, seasons one and two, now available on iTunes and Amazon Video. And now you can find them on tour March 30th to April 14th. Go to RiaButcher.com to see the list of cities and buy tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, Rhea Butcher. Hello. Wow, that was everything I'm doing. <laughs> what a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. Oh, thank Thanks you so for being much. on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to discuss this lovely story about an egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as that's far all as I we know. know it reminds yeah, me immediately egg. of that weird cartoon with the egg. Did you ever see that cartoon? The I'll show it to you guys egg? when we're done. I, okay. I'm well, sure people are like, a, I know what it is. We'll it's take like a break a right now and silently watch it. Mumbling guy eating like a, uh, oh. I don't know. You know when people in like England, nobody yeah, eats those soft boiled eggs in the little cup? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like cracking it and then there's somebody like, like inside the egg like yelling inside at him inside the and egg and so then it becomes this weird existential experience um it's a weird cartoon and i'm pretty sure i saw it on sesame street i think and it, it messed fun. me up for the rest of my life <laughs> i think that's what we're reading yeah. <laughs> i hope so i feel like your whole life has been a journey to this to point this to work this moment. out i would say yeah. you've arrived i ha- yeah this is it i've made it mama i've made it like we made it <laughs> wow Ooh, we don't have the rights to that okay I, that's oh. all i can do <laughs> let's uh, take that back not and- in the public domain <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Fingers crossed. Knock, knock. Well, there goes all the hard work we put in to make sure this is legal. <laughs> We're doing Shania Twain Theater. <laughs> 
Uh, that would be a good podcast. That would be a, good, would podcast. Be a big, good podcast. Well, thank you for being uh, our very first yeah, guest. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about it. Uh, for a bit of background for whoever is listening who <laughs> doesn't already listen to our other podcast, Teen Creeps, this podcast was born uh, as an idea for our Patreon yeah. uh, account, channel. Yeah. For our Patreon listeners. Yeah, uh, as a bit of extra content, as a thank Ooh, you. A little bonus. And then yeah. we enjoyed doing it so much that now we are making it uh, an actual Awesome. The people have spoken. Podcast. That's great. Yeah, we're yeah. going to give it to you guys for free. So we've only... We've only... <laughs> <laughs> We've only done it with each other, and now <laughs> and now we're, we're inviting a third, and it's getting have you as a yeah. third, opening it up to other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You understand? You <laughs> know how it goes. Um, Sometimes you-, you get bored with each other, <laughs> <laughs> so we get a little walkabout. Hall <laughs> <laughs> pass. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have any high school literature that like stuck out to you, like a sign oh, reading oh that you were God. like, oh my goodness? No, I'm gonna be very real. Like my wife. Uh, uh, is very much a reader and mm-hmm. always will ask me, have you read this? And I'm like, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, honey, you know, I don't read. <laughs> and I'm like trying to catch up. It's not that I, you know, whatever. There's no shame in not reading. Um, although there is at the same time. <laughs> you understand it's both things. Yeah. But I like very firmly just, I, I was like an avid reader as a child. I was like ahead in school reading wise and stuff. And then whatever happened in my education like i think because i was ahead i got sort of like put to pasture basically <laughs> and like i was just like alone reading and then i was just like i'm bored and like just got into sports and that's silly. And, and then i i have this thing i was really good at you know like when I, I think we're around the same age range when we were kids they just had like the iowa basic skills testing like we didn't have the testing in schools that we have now where it's like you're, the teachers are failing and because they didn't pass this oh, test. Yeah. I don't even like, know what that is. Hey, are you no. whatever on this level? Yeah, and I would take standard these. Standard and gifted. We had the SATs. Yeah, yeah. I could just That's do, what I knew. About. We did these through like elementary school and, and high school. We had to take these like weird um, tests to see where the students were at and stuff. And I was just like really good at that. And I could do it without studying. And I can do the same thing with a book. Like I can read the questions about a book and infer from the questions what the book is about like i'm just yeah. very good at figuring that <laughs> out without reading the, the book but at the same time i don't have the experience then of the um, book itself yeah and so i've learned in my adult times that like oh that's actually fun it's not like an assignment that you have to work around yeah because i do remember what having to read october sky for college and i was just like oh man ah. that's an interesting <laughs> that one sounds that one really sticks out of my head it was so boring i also went <laughs> that to was Catholic a lit class school my whole life so like oh. we didn't have like tons oh. of super you like, didn't get spicy reads no i mean mostly my reading was the bible and i didn't oh. want to do that too much so Snooze. You know, I almost went to not a Catholic, Catholic mm. junior high and high school. Really? And then I chose not to. Good for you. Because it was going to be a choice. It was just like those were the private schools in yeah. the area. Wow. And then I, you were, were allowed to choose? Um, no. my Me and my parents had talked about like, oh, let's, oh. Sure, yeah. let's send mm-hmm. Lindsay to a private school. <laughs> and I was like, sure. And then I tested to like get in and I got in and then I went mm, now I'm afraid of leaving my friends Barbara wrote me this really nice note <laughs> so yeah. maybe they do like me Aww. and then I stayed and shouldn't have 
Oh, mm. I'm sorry. It's well, fine. see, I stayed and feel like I shouldn't have. So it's like, yeah, and I it depends. To school too. So like, yeah, I don't know. Public I'm school. Probably, I wish we just had good, not not good public school. I just mean just like we should just have schools. Yeah, like, there's just like, like good private schools. schools yeah. You yeah. know, there's like it's just, but that's capitalism. Anyway, that's yeah. a whole other podcast, and that's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I would have regretted it though, because we had a much more. <laughs> diverse uh oh list of books than i even realized just like talking to people from other parts of the country like did you have you said you were in iowa uh no ohio oh i thought you said i said the testing is like iowa basic skills for whatever reason oh okay um did mm, not know what that was assumed it was based in iowa yeah me too (laughs) that's where they made it up who knows i have no idea what it's big iowa but uh no i'm from ohio the other four letter word (laughs) so in ohio did you have a lot of hispanic authors on the list (laughs) (laughs) unless you mean jesus ah that is what i meant (laughs) jesus the author of the bible jesus christo yeah Yeah, um Uh, no not at mm. all i mean i think i think we literally read like i I remember watching 12 angry men and like reading to kill a mockingbird in like Mm -hmm. high school Mm -hmm. which is like not a high school that's a middle school Sixth grade book. Yeah. But, um, that wasn't on our list for some reason. To get really? a mockingbird. Yeah, I didn't read it. We read that in sixth adult. grade. Yes. See, that. that's nice. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it's a good te- book. My teacher. The Jungle. That was a book that oh, in my oh, economic cool. class. And that one I did read, and I was like, I'm glad I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> like, yeah. that is a disgusting. It's gross. So foul. Pickled foot. Come on, man. Come on, man. Spoiler, sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> spoiler alert for a 200 year old book. Literally, spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler <laughs> not really because pickling actually extends the life of the food so technically <laughs> it's preserved <laughs> i was thinking more of oh, the, all the, the rest of the book the but, yeah. <laughs> but all the other spoiled but, food but also like i haven't read it i just know what sure, it is yeah. so mm, for yeah. all i know no you mean the, spoiling at all the spoiled futures of all the human beings yes oh, there we worked go. in those <laughs> Oh, those poor people. Conditions, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, speaking of poor people that have just terrible lives. Oh, yeah. Do we know anything about Sherwood Anderson? We do know a few things, thanks to producer Brett, who, who wrote this. Who editorialized list. a bit on this, on this bio. Look, we never said that we had no opinions on this podcast. This, I, uh, this podcast is 100% opinions. A thousand percent opinions. I just wanted to tell you guys before I forgot, because I wrote a note in my phone that I needed to tell you that I had a dream. We were recording this podcast and I kept hearing someone singing and it was Brett who had mic'd himself up and was trying to like give the... <laughs> give a like mood. Some, uh, yeah. some background vocals. It was, it was, but it was like he was scatting. <laughs> what? Wow. So weird. But I was like, all right, I have to Why didn't you tell note. us you can scat? That's a hard skill. <laughs> that takes years. Yeah. Years of work. Years of jazz training. <laughs> we see Scott. We, we see Brett like push like a tambourine under the table. He's like, oh, never mind. Another day. A tambourine. <laughs> you know the scat instrument, the tambourine. Uh, okay, do we did that. Do. Do they use those mouth harps for that? Oh, maybe. That thing. I think I think that was pretty pretty good. We're definitely getting to a point where this is not scatting. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. We have we have made it something else altogether that I think we should start a band for. But absolutely not scatting. Yeah, (laughs) mouth harp and tambourine. Yeah, (laughs) take off. That's what the kids are clamoring for these days. (laughs) Give me some more mouth harp, percussion, and weird. (laughs) 
like twangy sounds <laughs> twang and metal in your mouth <laughs> all right back <laughs> baby boy sherwood mm-hmm. let's talk to sky so he was born in 1876 and he died in 1941 do the math people <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna tell you how old he was uh, he was born in the small farming town of Camden, Ohio. Ooh, I know that place. His mm. family moved around the state frequently searching for new opportunities. But with so each move, do. their prospects dimmed. Ooh. Doomed at each turn by his father's <laughs> alcoholism. Ooh, classic story. Good work, Brett. Partly as a result of these misfortunes, young Sherwood became adept at finding various <laughs> odd jobs to help his family, earning the nickname Jobby. That is a funny nickname. <laughs> there was some speculation that that nickname was from Brett. <laughs> <laughs> earning the nickname from me, Jobby. <laughs> uh, he left school at age 14. As a teenager, Anderson worked as a newsboy, errand boy, water boy, cow driver, stable groom, and perhaps printer's devil? Pause. Mm. Yes. What? 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 What is a printer? Oh, he linked us to something. Oh, shit. I Can I guess, guess what a printer's devil is? What is it? I think it's, it's some sort of an assistant to a printer because, you know, like printing books yeah. and newspapers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've actually been around that job, kind of. And oh. it's a lot of equipment and it's a lot of very difficult work. And setting type takes a really long time, which is where we got the phrase, mind your P's and Q's, by the way, because they look ah. the same when you look at them and they're backwards. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so I assume <laughs> that the printer's devil is sort of like a task person that helped out with cleaning all that crap because you would have to clean all the blocks and stuff like that and also lift and move all kinds of stuff paper all that stuff that's my guess guess what you're right yeah a printing establishment <laughs> they perform yeah! various tasks mix tubs of ink fetch type yes exactly and then <laughs> we are hyped on this Woo! So, and then this article goes on to list a number of notable people that have been printer's devils. Guess who's not listed? Can you... Rhea Butcher. Oh. Rhea Butcher's Rhea not listed. Butcher's not not listed. Printer's devils. You know oh. what? I don't buy it. I don't, I don't think you were one. That's, you know Who what? The famous if it was true, devils. it would be on Wikipedia. Sherwood's not listed in there either, though. Sad. Weird. Um, but I will say... Like Stephen King or something? Just... Mm. Yeah. No, they're all like soup, like Stephen Benjamin King. Franklin. Oh, oh okay. Kelly, like can time. you guess yeah? who my favorite person on this list is? And I will also show it to Rhea. You can both guess who my favorite person on this list is. Just based off, like... Just based off name? looking at it, yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> well, I mean... There's a couple great... There's a couple uh-huh. really good names yeah. here. Is and Okay, well, so I I personally like Hoodoo Brown. Nailed it! Yes, yes. 10 points. I was going to say, it's got to be Hoodoo. <laughs> um, also, I'm a big fan of James Printer. James... Uh, <laughs> Enough's enough, James hey, Pointer. you got the name. You just <laughs> yeah. gotta do the thing. I also like Ambrose Bierce because it's almost like Pierce, which is a, I feel like Ambrose Pierce. Bierce. Isn't that like a Ambrose person? Bierce. That, Ambrose Bierce is, is a famous Let's person. Let's check it out. A notable man. A library Short story writer, journalist, poet, college. and Civil War veteran from, from Meigs County, Ohio. I know it! My library <laughs> at my college is named Bierce Library. I Bierce. guarantee you it's named after that this dude. This is the greatest What night. is this podcast? <laughs> How come, you know what, this is really... We haven't even gotten to the story yet. Oh my this God. is exciting yeah. radio. This is really... <laughs> we, like, we have a special guest for you. It's Ambrose Bierce himself. <laughs> You're like, Dad? <laughs> the reanimated corpse of Ambrose Bierce. Dad! 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 <laughs> It's the University of Akron mascot, Zippy the Kangaroo. The only female mascot. This is your life. Uh, 
this is a great show no thank <laughs> you so much <laughs> you're like it's all about it's me really and, good. Uh, honestly, I love it. it's really good i feel like we're nailing it and you're a big part of that <laughs> we're all working together we're all working together on a project we just walked into the public domain, the public you understand. domain. It gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and never takes never never no, takes any money mm-mm, mm-mm. I this this slow in the podcast is due to me trying to find where I was. Of in my course, reading. yeah. No, I understand. Uh, okay, so he worked as a Printer's printer's devil, devil nice. not to mention assistant to Erwin Anderson, sign painter. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ooh. In addition if to you assembling say sign painter, bicycles, I'm like Erwin. Ooh. Uh, in addition to assembling bicycles for the Elmore Manufacturing Company, Elmore? even in his teens, mm-hmm. oh, okay. some dude, interesting Elmore Manufacturing mm-hmm. Company. Oh, you don't have to one? keep an eye out for that on American he Pickers next time. Didn't mm-hmm. list. It. He didn't post a link, so I can mm-hmm. only assume that there's no other story. Probably behind a short lived, short lived company. Even in his teens, Anderson's talent for selling was evident. A talent he would later draw on. No. A talent he would later draw on it. Oh, Brett. Brett, oh, Brett, 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 Brett. You shouldn't have oh, put that word in there. Mm, some typos. He would later draw on <laughs> in a successful career in advertising. As a newsboy, he was said to have convinced a tired farmer in a saloon to buy two copies of the same evening paper. No. So, okay, hold on. Some Don Draper type shit. I also <laughs> need to know, Brett, if Brett guessed that the farmer was tired or if he found that in his research. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> He's like, what did it say? Was he tired? I mean, I would assume that most most farmers would be tired. (laughs) Tired. Classic. (laughs) That's true. If you've ever witnessed actual farming, it's pretty tiring. tiring. (laughs) Um, His mother died of tuberculosis in May 1895. And his Mm. father would disappear for weeks on end, leaving Sherwood effectively alone in the world. He settled in Chicago in late 1896. While working day jobs for $2 a day for 10 hours of work. Jesus Christ. Sherwood also enrolled in night classes to further his education and became a voracious reader, particularly of the poetry of Robert Browning, Alfred Tennyson, and Walt Whitman. And now it's Kelly's turn. Sorry, I I got distracted. (laughs) I got distracted. I I skipped ahead to see what happened to him. (laughs) Kelly, you can't skip to the end of the book on a podcast about reading. No, no, don't worry. 1898 to 99, he fought in Cuba in the Spanish-American War. And then in the early 1900s, he returned back to Ohio and again enrolled in adult education courses, graduating with high marks. He was chosen to give the commencement speech and delivered a lengthy discourse on Zionism. What school? Also, Zionism? (laughs) Zionism? That took a turn. (laughs) It doesn't say what school, just adult education. Brett. I must find out. (laughs) What if we are alumni? (laughs) I mean, I would not be surprised. Dad? Dad? Great, great grandfather? (laughs) He returned to Chicago and got a job as a copywriter, worked his way up, finally making decent money, moves to Cleveland, marries, three kids. Starts publishing stories in his spare time. And then shit starts to go wrong. (laughs) While working as a copywriter in Cleveland, one of the manufacturers that he wrote copy for, United Factories, produced a large batch of defective incubators. Anderson had personally guaranteed the incubators in his ad copy. Personally guaranteed? He didn't need to insert himself into the ad copy. I had that question while while reading this earlier. I was like, why? 
Soon, letters addressed to Anderson began to arrive from customers both desperate and angry. The strain from months of answering hundreds of these letters while continuing his demanding schedule at work and home led to a nervous breakdown. It sounds like Twitter. Is this on the Twitter? <laughs> sounds that, like he's like running. The man that, invented yeah. Twitter by accident. He got hounded <laughs> on Twitter about incubators. <laughs> and that's how the internet was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On Thursday, November 28th, 1912, Anderson came to his office in a slightly nervous state. According to his secretary, he opened some mail and in the course of dictating a business letter became distracted. After writing a note to his wife, he murmured something along the lines of, I feel as though my feet were wet and they keep getting wetter. Oh, man. And left the office. Four days later, on Sunday, December 1st, a disoriented Anderson entered a drugstore on East 152nd Street in Cleveland. Hey, (laughs) Dad. And asked the pharmacist, pharmacist, LeBron James, to help figure out his identity. Unable to make out what the incoherent Anderson was saying, the pharmacist discovered a phone book on his person. This fool is carrying around a phone book? That shit's heavy. (laughs) I'm assuming address book is the same (laughs) as phone book. And called the number of Edwin Baxter. Hey, like my dog. Aw, Edwin. (laughs) A member of the Illyria Chamber of Commerce. Baxter came, recognized Anderson, and promptly had him checked into the Huron. Huron? Huron. I was right. Huron Road Hospital in downtown Cleveland, where Anderson's wife, who he would hardly recognize, went to meet him. Oh, this is a men- memento type shit. Yeah. Saving Jenkins. Covered in, covered in tattoos. Like breaking Bad. He was cooking meth. <laughs> while it all. Yeah. While diagnoses for the four days of Anderson's wanderings have ranged from amnesia to lost identity to nervous breakdown, his condition is generally characterized today as a fugue state. This is totally Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. Anderson himself described the episode as escaping from his materialistic existence and was admired for his action by many young male writers who chose to be inspired by him. (laughs) Beat poetry bullshit right there. (laughs) What, you forgot your wife? Cool. (laughs) Oh, man. Give Uh, up this materialistic existence that let down all of my family obligations. Everyone else take care of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. He moved back to Chicago, divorced his wife, and turned writing into a career with the publication of Winsburg, Ohio in 1919, a collection of connected short stories that is considered the beginning of the modernist phase of American literature. Oh, this asshole started all this shit. (laughs) Kidding me with this? (laughs) What do we consider modernist literature? Don't look at me. No idea. Cool. We'll Google that that in a second. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, Uh, Kelly, do you want to Google it and I'll read? Yeah. Read on. In this work and others, he was one of the first writers to incorporate Freudian psychoanalysis into his stories. Anderson died on March 8th, 1941, at the age of 64. So if you did your math right, you should have gotten 64. (laughs) Taken ill during a cruise to South America, he had been feeling abdominal discomfort for a few days, which was later diagnosed as perianitis. Perionitis. Perionitis. Anderson and his fourth wife, Jesus. Ooh, wow. He's busy in sure between. 64? And his fourth wife, Eleanor Gladys Copenhaver, <laughs> disembarked from the cruise liner Santa Lucia and went to the mm-hmm. hospital in Colon, in Colon, Panama, where he <laughs> died on March 8th. An autopsy revealed he had accidentally swallowed a toothpick which had damaged his internal organs and resulted in infection and then perionitis. Oh, my God. This is like, that's awful. A hypochondriac nightmare. Check this out, you guys. It gets worse? Yes. 
he was thought to have swallowed it in the course of eating the olive of a martini or hors d'oeuvre. Oh my god! Oh. Wait, so I mean, there's like a big plate of like sandwiches with little toothpicks on it. And he just eats the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> he jumped like twice. So he's like, like some cartoon swallowed. giant, just like. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. I mean, I've definitely bit into a sandwich with that little yeah. toothpick. Have yeah, you ever yeah. done that full force on your yeah, tooth? And you're like, sucks. oh mama! <laughs> or like, so bad the roof of your mouth. Yeah. You're like, like, God, how did I not? I'm 35. <laughs> it's really happened horrifying. before. <laughs> I just don't see like going past that and being like, I'm yeah. going to swallow this sandwich. <laughs> like, I mean, if I get an eyelash in my mouth, I'm like, oh, God. Like my body is like, reject, reject. <laughs> how did he just let the toothpick Well, go you know what? Through? He was a real man. That's in true. The turn of the century. That's true. He was like, come on, man up, swallow the sandwich. <laughs> come along, sir. Uh, you can eat this toothpick if you really set your mind to it. You're you're one of the first modernist writers. Modernism is a hit a self-conscious break with traditional ways of writing in both poetry and prose fiction. Oh well, that's not that that's is some pansy so ass description. That is a non-description. It's not. It's just like it's they did the thing that was, they don't do. They stopped doing what we used to do it and started doing slightly different. a different thing. I feel like it's like you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's like it, it took us out of that phase of writing that we complained about when we read The Black Cat. I thought to myself or, that when, yeah, like, or the oh, telling you a story. You will, you will hardly believe mm-hmm. such tales as I to tell. Yeah. But now, when uh, I tell I swear story, to you that they were all true and of a m- utmost, and I am an upstanding member, and r- please just hold your, hold your <laughs> discomfort hold on your for just a moment. <laughs> if you will be so kind as to at least hear my tale, it's like so defensive and weird. Yeah. Hang so on, maybe... don't leave. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, uh, sit, uh, sit on back down. Pick, hey, pick this book back up. I got down to your clothes like this. Uh, uh, I know that you have farming to do and that writing is somewhat new to all of us, but uh, it, it's, it'll be fun. It. I think it's like, uh, I think the modernism thing is like, I forget who it is, but it's someone that does a lot of like run on sentences without any punctuation. Um, what's her name? I think that's that's like stream of consciousness. Oh no, you're wrong. You said her name. Oh so yeah, incorrect, 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 yeah, incorrect, yeah, yeah, incorrect, yeah, yeah, yeah. incorrect. <laughs> or like um, uh, Spoon River Anthology. Not familiar. Um, it sounds well. It sounds familiar, but I am so not. I think familiar. it's like Masters. Or- so where does like To Kill a Mockingbird fit into this? <laughs> I think To Kill a Mockingbird is. <laughs> or like I've read Jurassic Park, so like where does that fit into modernism? This whole- <laughs> That's modern. That's pretty very modern. modern. Dinosaurs on the beach, you know. Yeah, dinos on the beach, man. <laughs> boop boop. <laughs> Dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start reading this dang I story? story. I guess. I can't wait to find oh, out wait, if this oh, guy wait, went wait, to the wait, same wait. Oh, wait. One thing, one thing. Is there anything more one about the toothpick? Thing. Not about the toothpick, but okay. Anderson's body was returned to the United States where he was buried at Round Hill Cemetery in Marion, Virginia. Why Virginia? What? He was from Ohio. Oh, you know what? Because he was, I bet that's uh, military. Oh. Um, yeah. Because he fought in the, he fought the place that he fought, he fought in, in, in Cuba. Spanish American so. Classic. Which is a war we did not it need to get into. Ma- Thanks, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. But his epitaph <laughs> reads Life, not death, is the great adventure, which really seems like he was just like holding up the bird to whoever yeah. said death is the greatest yeah. adventure. He was like, Fuck you, no, it is, and I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but oh, wait. <laughs> it, it seems like he's like fighting something that like no one thinks like he's like 
like life, not death is the great adventure. Like well, no one isn't was that like a line in Peter Pan, like to die would be a very big adventure or something. In Peter Pan? Yeah. That's a nightmare. That's scary. I mean, yeah, but Disney made all those, which, by the way, all that stuff was public domain until yeah, Disney got their until they got their claws, claws on it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, now, like, we don't it. get new versions of that stuff because yeah. Disney, like, actually, all of it. you can. You just can't include the original things that they did to it. Like, like that's why MGM made. I don't uh, want to go up against the... Disney, though. I'll just tell you that <laughs> right now. I'll do it here <laughs> now. They got a little bit of money. <laughs> uh, but that's why. That's why for the Wizard of Oz, they made them ruby red slippers. That's why MGM did that, is so that nobody could take that because the Wiz- mm. Wizard of Oz originally it's well, these yeah. silver slippers. So that silver. I did read. I, I read remember, that one time. I remember reading that and being like, "What the <laughs> here fuck? Are all the <laughs> these are weird as hell." <laughs> Have you all seen like, the Return to Oz? Yes, no, I that shit love is it. Terrifying. No, yes. girl, it's terrifying <laughs> as hell. Oh my god, it's great. Yeah. All right, anyway, you guys are ready for this egg? Yes, I'm ready Let's for this egg. egg. All right, um, I don't think you're ready for oh, this egg. egg. <laughs> they're, they're like you know what? let's try that again i think we can find something that rolls out the tongue a little better <laughs> like really i think egg works great <laughs> so we'll just round robin it uh, okay great and it's 10 pages so we can do three three four uh-huh and just so you guys know what's about to happen is we're just gonna straight up read you this fucking story and we will interrupt ourselves we'll interrupt each other and give you our real-time reactions to what's and going on. We have not read this before. No holes barred. <laughs> Baby, it's like firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Commentary's coming at you quick and fast. <laughs> the Egg by Sherwood Anderson. <laughs> Good work. My father was, I am sure, intended by nature to be a cheerful, kindly man. Until he was 34 years old, he worked as a farmhand for a man named Thomas Butterworth, whose place lay near the town of Bidwell, Ohio. He had a horse of his own and on Saturday evenings drove into town to spend a few hours in social intercourse with other farmhands. (laughs) Driving. That's funny. (laughs) I mean, it was driving, but it's just funny to think about it that way. Anyway, go on. (laughs) In town, he drank several glasses of beer and stood about in Ben Head's saloon crowded on Saturday evenings with visiting farmhands. Songs were sung and glasses thumped on the bar. At 10 o'clock, father drove home along a lonely country road. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. What a lightweight. Man, 10 o'clock, the club's just filling up. Well, keep in mind, he had to wake up at 11 p.m. to go Okay, farmer apologist over here. (laughs) Made his horse comfortable for the night and himself went to bed, quite happy in his position in life. I'm just imagining him, like, putting the horse in his sleeping bag. (laughs) Or the horse is decided, like, can I camp out tonight? In a tent, in the lawn, you know what I mean? Like, one of those nights you have a little radio out there or something. (laughs) I'm just imagining him putting himself to bed going, I'm really happy with my lot in life. (laughs) (laughs) He had at that time no notion of trying to rise in the world. (laughs) Good one. All right. right. Well, (laughs) it was in the spring of his 35th year that father married my mother. Then a country school teacher. Oh, and in the following getting up spring, there. Yeah, he's uh, ancient. <laughs> and in the following spring, I came wriggling and crying Ew. into the world. Disgusting. Ew. That's a Ew. gross. Come on, man. Wriggling? You should be absolutely Ugh. still. Is uh, he the egg? Is, he's the egg. <laughs> the end. Uh, I guessed it. I'm sorry, you guys. I spoiled it. Something happened to the two people. They became ambitious. The American passion for getting up in the world took possession of them. It may have been that mother was responsible. Wow. Because they had a baby? I guess. They had a baby and they were like, 
I'm gonna Wall die. Street. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Penny stocks. <laughs> the baby comes out saying that. Penny stocks. <laughs> and they're like, ah, ambition. Um, being a school teacher, she had no doubt read books and magazines. She had, I presume, read of how Garfield, Lincoln, and other Americans rose from rose from poverty At to first, fame and greatness. I thought you meant the cat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Great works such as Garfield, Garfield by Garfield, Davis. Garfield meets Nermal. <laughs> no, he hated Mondays. I loved lasagna. Odie! <laughs> Odie, I'll die for you. And yeah, John, whatever. Anyway. Uh, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> and other Americans rose from poverty to fame and greatness and I, as I laid beside her. In the days of her lying in, she may have dreamed that I would someday rule men in cities. At any rate, she induced father to give up his place as a farmhand, sell his horse, and embark on an independent enterprise of his own. She was a tall, silent woman with a long nose and troubled gray eyes. Is she the oh, horse? Great. <laughs> <laughs> She's the horse. She's the horse. Oh, now we spoiled it again. Sorry. <laughs> He's the egg and She's the, the horse. <laughs> For herself, she wanted nothing. For father and myself, she was incurably ambitious. The first oh, the worst thing a woman can be. Oh, caring for Don't others. you dare be ambitious, you reading woman. All those books. <laughs> the first venture into which the two people went turned out badly. They rented 10 acres of poor stony land on Griggs's Road, eight miles from Bidwell, and launched into chicken raising. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious. Ambitious. I'm going headfirst into chicken raising <laughs> on a stony land on Griggs Road. <laughs> You're too greedy. <laughs> I grew into boyhood on the place and got my first impressions of life there. From the beginning, they were impressions of disaster. And if, in my turn, I am a gloomy man inclined to see the darker side of life, I attribute it to the fact that what should have been for me the happy, joyous days of childhood were spent on a chicken farm. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) One unversed in such matters can have no notion of the many and tragic things that can happen to a chicken. It is born out of an egg. Uh, there it is. Ding, 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 ding. I think that might be the egg. The egg. <laughs> Lives for a few weeks as a tiny fluffy thing, such as you will see pictured on Easter cards. Then becomes hideously naked. Eats quantities of corn and meal bought by the sweat of your father's brow. Gets diseases called pip, cholera, and other names. Stands looking with stupid eyes at the sun. Becomes <clears throat> sick and dies. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> A few hens and now and then a rooster intended to serve God's mysterious ends struggle through to maturity. The hens lay eggs out of which some other chickens come and the dreadful cycle is thus made complete. (laughs) Chickens, the women of the bird family. (laughs) (laughs) It is all unbelievably complex. Most philosophers must have been raised on chicken farms. One hopes for so one hopes for so much from a chicken and is so dreadfully disillusioned. Do we though? Do we? We're like this chicken will mean that we'll make it to Wall Street. Um, small chickens just setting out on the journey of life look so bright and alert, and in fact, they are so dreadfully stupid. 
They are so much like people. They mix one up in one's judgments of life. If disease does not kill them, they wait until your expectations are thoroughly aroused and then walk under the wheels of a wagon to go squashed and dead back to their maker. I don't think a chicken (laughs) understands that you want anything from them. (laughs) Why? Oh, my God. He's like, I had all these expectations for you and then you go and you walk under a wheel. You were going to go to Cornell and bring our family pride. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This guy has some issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vermin infest their youth and fortunes must be spent for curative powders. In later life, I have seen how a literature has been built up on the subject of fortunes to be made out of the raising of chickens. It is intended to be read by the gods who have just eaten of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Man, this guy must be like just tough to hang out with. Just just like (laughs) a lot of talking. Yeah, just like tiring. A lot of talking. He walks into a bar and everybody's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Sherwood's here. Sherwood's here. Talk to me. Talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh, laugh. I'm saying something funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It. It is a hopeful literature and declares that much may be done by simple, ambitious people who own a few hens. Do not be led astray by it. It was not written for you. We are not for you. Uh, Go go hunt for gold on the frozen hills of Alaska. Put your faith in the honesty of a politician. Believe, if you will, that the world is daily growing better and that good will triumph over evil. But do not read and believe the literature that is written concerning the hen. It was not written for you. Wow. He's like, Mm. go mine gold. Politicians are great. The world is getting better. All of these things would be more believable than a chicken being of any worth. I hate chickens. (laughs) I, however, digress. My Just a touch. (laughs) I don't even know what the story is yet, buddy. I do not know. We went far down that chicken road, my friend. We got to the other side of that for sure. (laughs) And I'm not sure why. Good work. Thank you. My tale does not primarily concern itself with the hen. If correctly told, it will center on the egg. For 10 years, my father and mother struggled to make our chicken farm pay. And then they gave up that struggle and began another. They moved into the town of Bidwell, Ohio and embarked on the restaurant business. What do they do with the chickens? Where, where, what about the chicken? <laughs> Wait, so he, he only had to live with them till he was 10. I know. And he's still fucking obsessed with He really with chickens? hates chickens. Oh, my God. Wow. That's so annoying. Like, some trauma. This is like the guy that can't get over his high school girlfriend. <laughs> but his high school girlfriend is, was is a, a chicken. chicken. Yeah. Which is what this story is telling us. <laughs> yeah. After 10 years of worry with incubators that did not hatch and with tiny mm. and in their own way lovely balls of fluff that passed on incubators. into <laughs> incubators into semi-naked pullerhood and from that into dead henhood. We threw all aside and packing our belongings on a wagon, drove down Griggs Road towards Bidwell, a tiny caravan of hope, looking for a new place from which to start on our upward journey through life. We must have been a sad looking lot, not high fancy, unlike refugees fleeing from a battlefield. Don't compare yourself to a refugee. Yeah, maybe not. You weren't. Yeah, buddy. You left a chicken farm. Yeah, you left a chicken farm. Check your privilege, my friend. Check your privilege. (laughs) Mother and I walked the road. Wait, he and the mom (laughs) had to walk in the road while the dad gets to ride in the car? Yeah, yeah. Women and children can't be in the car. <laughs> they can't be in the car. Because <laughs> then they might think they could drive. They have to be seen but not driven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the wagon that contained our goods had been borrowed for the day from Mr. Albert, Albert Griggs, a neighbor. Wait, Griggs of Griggs of Road? Griggs Road fame. 
Wow. The, the titular road? <laughs> the the Griggs? Out of its side, stuck the legs of cheap chairs, and at the back of the pile of beds, tables, and boxes filled with kitchen utensils was a crate of live chickens. You're asking where the there chickens are. There they are. They're the I was asking chickens. where the chickens are. Oh, you were asking the chickens. <laughs> the chickens are there. Great. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and on top of that, in the baby carriage, in which I had been wheeled about in my infancy, why we stuck to the baby carriage, I don't know. It was unlikely other children would be born, and the wheels were broken. Man. Whoa. <laughs> Gloomy. <laughs> Gloomy. Gloomy dude. People who have few possessions cling tightly to those they have. No, that's true. That is one of the facts that makes life so discouraging. But is this is, is that what makes life it's discouraging? It's very funny to me that he's like this super anti-materialistic kind of a dude, but then also refuses to see the like capitalism like that that is why the chickens aren't are like yeah. dying basically like perhaps it is the fact that you've interrupted their life cycle and <laughs> trying to make money off of them that they might be a problem anyway continue <laughs> father rode on top of the wagon he was then a bald-headed man of 45 a little fat and from long association with mother and the chickens he had become habitually silent and discouraged Jeez, wow you put your mom i'm sorry in, with in the, the same thing with the chickens no don't put me in with the Sherwood. chickens um, ever put me here with the chickens. All during our 10 years on the chicken farm, he had worked as a laborer on neighboring farms, and most of the money he had earned had been spent for remedies to cure chicken diseases. <laughs> <laughs> on Wilmer's White Wonder Cholera Cure, or Professor Bidlow's Egg Producer, or some other preparation. Could you imagine what that shit was made out of? <laughs> it was like probably just made out of such bad chemicals like, or just nothing, also. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rock that they powdered. <laughs> Or some other preparations that mother found advertised in the poultry papers. He fucking hates his mom. He hates his mom. He hates her. He hates his mom. Really? There were two little patches of hair on father's head just above his ears. I remember that as a child, I used to sit looking at him when he'd gone to sleep in a chair before the stove on Sunday afternoons in the winter. Devil (laughs) child. I had at that time already begun to read books and I have notions of my own. What? You little freak. I fancied something like a broad road. I'm sorry. Have notions of my own. And the bald path that led over the top of his head was, I fancied, something like a broad road. Such a road as Caesar might have made on which to lead his legions out of Rome and into the wonders of an unknown world. Do you know how terrible this guy is? It's awful. Like, can you imagine this guy on a first date? Do you know how many times I've met this guy? Yeah. (laughs) So many times I've met this guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here's the thing about this asshole. (laughs) Is that he was like, oh, and then my stupid school marm of a mother read these books and got ambitious for some reason. And that's why we're on this chicken farm. And then two seconds later, he's like, I'd begun to read. I consider Caesar (laughs) and think that he could have been on my dad's head. Like, but don't you see? It's very interesting when he does it. He's Mm -hmm. very interesting. It's it's, his place. It's very interesting whenever anybody mentions Caesar in normal conversation. (laughs) Right. You're definitely not a dick. The tufts of hair that grew above father's ears were, I thought, like forests. I fell into a half-sleeping, half-waking state and dreamed I was a tiny thing going along the road into a far beautiful place where there were no chicken farms and where life was a happy, eggless affair. Okay. What is this dude? Vegan or something? I'll read next. One might write a book concerning our flight from the chicken farm into town. Mother and I walked the entire eight miles, she to be sure that nothing fell from the wagon, and I to see the wonders of the world. It's so different (laughs) (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) On the seat of the wagon beside father was his greatest treasure. I will tell you of that. Is it the horse? It's (laughs) an egg. (laughs) 
Is it a gun? Is it an egg? Is it his virility? (laughs) On a chicken farm where hundreds and even thousands of chickens come out of eggs, surprising things sometimes happen. Grotesques. Hey, Hey, Kelly's favorite term in literature. Uh (laughs) Get me some flannery. (laughs) (laughs) Grotesques are born out of eggs as out of people. The accident does not often occur, perhaps once in a thousand births. A chicken is, you see, born that has four legs, two pairs of wings, two heads, or whatnot. Okay? The things do not live. They go quickly back to the hand of their maker that has for a moment trembled. The fact that poor little things could not live was one of the tragedies of life to father. He had some sort of notion that if he could but bring into henhood or roosterhood a five-legged hen or a two-headed rooster, his fortune would be made. These wow, people are what? fucked up. Dude, is he like, is he like a Frankenstein guy? Fucking island of Dr. Moreau over <laughs> yeah. here. Is he interesting? So it's like a Siamese he, I guess chicken? he just, he wants to... I'm about to get to it, apparently. Oh, buckle up. He dreamed of taking... Wait, is this a prequel to The Greatest Showman on Earth? Oh, my God. That's the end. (laughs) He dreamed of taking the wonder about to county fairs and of growing rich by Mm, exhibiting it to other farmhands. Cool Cool person. Cool person. Cool person. At any rate, he saved all the little monstrous things that had been born on our chicken farm. They were preserved in alcohol. No! Own glass bottle. No. These he had carefully put into a box, and on our journey into town, it was carried on the wagon seat beside him. He drove the horses with one hand and with the other Wait, clung to I'm the sorry. box. I'm just realizing that he made yeah. his wife walk on the mm-hmm. road what? when the seat next to him Did was he? with a preserved chicken. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Cool. Great. Just making sure. <laughs> no, multiple. Multiple. I'm sorry. Many. Not just a chicken. Like menagerie of his, yeah, preserved chickens. Dead chickens. Yeah. That are sitting where the wife yeah. and the wife's like, yeah. I just have to make sure nothing falls off the wagon. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fine back here. I'm filthy. And the kid's like, two bags or three bucks, two bags, one me. <laughs> <laughs> he blah, blah, blah. These he had carefully put into a box, and on our journey into town, it was carried on the wagon seat beside him. He drove the horses with one hand, and with the other clung to the box. When we got to our destination, the box was taken down at once, and the bottles removed. All during our days as keepers of a restaurant in the town of Bidwell, Ohio, the grotesques in their little glass bottles sat on a shelf back of the counter. Mother, ew, ew at the restaurant? Wait, no. I have the omelet. It's like... Oh, I gave him one of the jars. I put one of the jars in the frying pan. I put one of the jars in the frying pan. Don't tell your dad. Don't tell your dad. It's vinegary. (laughs) Chewy. (laughs) Mother sometimes protested, sometimes, but father was a rock on the subject of his treasure. The grotesques were, he declared, valuable. People, he said, like to look at strange and wonderful things. It is especially Especially while they're eating. I love my chickens as... (laughs) <laughs> He's like a golem with him. Yeah. <laughs> my chickens is- <laughs> Eat these eggs while you look at my chicken. <laughs> did I say that we embarked in the restaurant business in the town of Bidwell, Ohio? You yeah, did. Like okay, a thousand times. times. A, a thousand times. And also, no, you did. I thought that this was a question from Lindsay. No. And I was like, you haven't read that sentence yet. <laughs> did I say? <laughs> did I say? <laughs> He's like, stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> I grew Shout out to you. Bidwell. What? what? Greg, so, what's up, Greg? You guys, this takes a surprising turn. What? Stop. Shut up. He Again? exaggerated a little. 
Oh. The town itself lay at the foot of a low hill and on the shore of a small river. Mm -hmm. The railroad did not run through the town, and the station was a mile away to the north at a place called Pickleville. <laughs> Pickleville. Oh, shout out to Pickleville. Pickleville. You know what? Those pickled chickens, they're going to go on to Pickleville. That's why it's called Pickleville. That's why they're down there. to Pickleville. <laughs> <laughs> There had been a cider mill and pickle factory at the station, but before the time of our coming, they had both gone out of business. I wonder no. why. Pickle fail. You know, too much uh, acid base. What? Are, what is that? Vinegar. Vinegar is what? <clears throat> they didn't um, relish acid? the factory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you didn't be writing you this story. Sorry, I had to. Oh, you're right so there. bad. <laughs> you're so you bad. are so bad. You're so random. <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 pickle 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 <laughs> in the morning in the evening buses came down to the station along a road called turner's pike from the hotel on the main street of bidwell our going to the out of the way place to embark in the restaurant business was mother's idea obviously of course that was a lindsay addition <laughs> <laughs> obviously obviously she talked of it for a year and then one day went off and rented an empty store building opposite the railroad station it was her idea that the restaurant would be profitable. Traveling men, she said, would always be waiting around to take trains out of town, and town people would come to the station to await incoming trains. Mm, she wants to hook up with some traveling guys. <laughs> She's like, get me out of this hellhole. <laughs> they like, take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street, here I come. Come to the restaurant to buy... Penny stocks! <laughs> <laughs> You're not living up to your name, Penny stocks. They would come to the restaurant to buy pieces of pie and drink coffee. Now that I am older, I know that she had another motive in going. Oh, oh did we what is oh, it? Tell me. Oh, here it comes, Fried you guys. Fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop <laughs> <Okay>. Cafe. <laughs> I tr really tried to remember the main character of that book so that I could like... Edgy? It, thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it burned it. into it's my edgy. brain. <laughs> you read. You're a no, liar. No, I watched that movie a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did read that book, though. <laughs> but you knew to. the full name of the book. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> it's lesbian Take knowledge credit. that Take I have to. Compliment. I have to know it. <laughs> oh, okay. If not, I get kicked out. <laughs> get out of Lesby Town. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bedwell. <laughs> Take Greg straight to Bedwell. <laughs> Turn left at the pickle factory. It's not open anymore. Now that I am older, I know that she had another motive in going. She was ambitious for me. Again. Oh, no, this she is not another me. motive. She's know, had this motive the whole time. He Ambition is, is motive. It's is, not a separate again, motive. They're the same you know thing. He, her motive was, was a motive. motive. <laughs> her, you know what her motive was? Uh, she she was wanted something. Motivated by motivation. Mm -hmm. You see? Two separate things. She wanted something. <laughs> Which is weird. Her being a woman and all. <laughs> they don't Between want. her fits of hysteria, she occasionally wanted for things. Uh -oh, her uterus being, is in her head again. <laughs> locked in the attic for hours on end. <laughs> She wanted me to rise in the world, to get into a town school and become a man of the town. No, she wanted no, to do she her wanted own to fucking thing. leave. God damn it. She wanted to leave you and your terrible dad and his chickens. At Pickleville, father and mother worked hard as they always had done. At first, there was the necessity of putting our place into shape to be a restaurant. That took a month. Father built a shelf on which he put tins of vegetables and the, the And I'm assuming those bodies. fucking yeah. chickens. He painted a sign on which he put his name in large red letters. Below his name was the sharp command, eat here. That was <laughs> nice. <so laughs> nice. Here's why I said it like that. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Eight here. Eight here. Eight here. All caps. What is that? The president? All caps. Eight, eight, eight here. here. <laughs> Telegram. And in quotation marks. <laughs> a showcase was bought and filled with cigars and tobacco. Mother scrubbed the floor and the walls of the room. I went to school in the town and was glad to be away from the farm and from the presence of the discouraged, sad-looking chickens. They still have oh the chickens! Oh, my God. The For chickens. a second, though, I thought it said from the presence of the discouraged, sad-looking children. So I was like, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> yikes. Yikes. Pickleville's a sad place. Still, I was not very joyous. In the evening, I walked home from school along Turner's Pike and remembered the children I had seen playing in the town schoolyard. A troop of little girls had gone hopping about and singing. I tried that. Down along the frozen road, I went hopping solemnly on one leg. Okay, he's like he's like missing. Don't, he's missing the point of he's, hopping. He's, he's like they were hopping and singing, so I just kind of jumped on one leg <laughs> by on the railway. I was on ice, <laughs> and so it wasn't very fun. I hurt myself badly. <laughs> and then I, I got angry at those girls for I, giving me the idea to hop on one leg on some ice. You know, the idea to hop better. on one leg did come from those girls. It and girls, better. when you really think about it, are chickens. <laughs> the egg! Down along the frozen road, I went hopping solemnly on one leg. Hippity hop to the barber shop! I sang shrilly. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is the saddest fucking thing in the uh, world. Oh, it gets worse. It's like, Just it's like him being like, buckle I'm in. happy! Buckle in, Kelly. Oh no. Wow. Then I what stopped else? and looked doubtfully about. I was afraid of being seen in my gay mood. Oh. oh. It must have seemed to me that Internalized I was doing a homophobia. thing. <laughs> I understand. It gets us all at some point in our mm. lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. It must have seemed to me that I was doing a thing that should not be done by one who, like myself, had been raised on a chicken farm where death was a daily visitor. This guy <laughs> what? really Whoa, like wrong. is putting some I shit on himself. <laughs> and again, I tried really hard to remember the next lyrics so that I could like be there with some like cool like pop culture knowledge and I was like, it's not there. It's, it's fine. Not, it's not coming. <laughs> Mother decided that our restaurant should remain open at night. At 10 in the evening, a passenger train went north past our door, followed by a local freight. The freight crew had switching had switching to do in Pickleville. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to switching, switching to, to do, do in Pickleville. Pickleville. <laughs> and when the work was done, they came to our restaurant for hot coffee and food. Sometimes one of them ordered a fried egg. In the, and Ooh, I gleefully uh, killed uh, a chicken. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to kill the chicken <laughs> for the <laughs> egg. Uh, life. <laughs> in the morning at four, they returned northbound and again visited us. A little trade began to grow up. Mother slept at night and during the day tended the restaurant and fed our boarders while father slept. He slept in the same bed mother had occupied during the night. And I went off into the town of Bidwell into school. During the long nights while mother and I slept, father cooked meats that were to go into sandwiches for the lunch baskets of our boarders. Then an idea in regard to getting up in the world came into his head. Good Lord. <laughs> Ambition! Oh, my God. Oh my getting God. up in the world. I gotta get up in the world. <laughs> you guys, these are honestly the next two sentences. <laughs> the American spirit took hold of him. He also became ambitious. Oh, God. What the he hell? caught the ambition from mother. Can anybody <laughs> remind me what year this was actually written? I, mean, I don't want to like, get you off the page. Pre nineteen twenty. My I think. God, oh, boy. my or God, we've always then. been awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, American spirit. Uh, okay, spirit. <laughs> In the long nights when there is little to do, father had time to think. That was his undoing. Never he let decided that, I guess does. he doesn't like men thinking either. 
he decided that he had in the past been an unsuccessful man because he had not been cheerful enough. And that in the future, why is this a problem? This is Whatever. Weird. And that in the future, he man. would adopt a cheerful outlook on life. In the early morning, he came upstairs. What a mistake. He mm-hmm. came upstairs and got into bed with mother. She woke and the two talked. From my bed in the corner, I listened. It was father's. Like, oh no! I forgot oh, about no. that. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, God. Oh, God. In the oh in the boy! Corner. Oh no! Stop listening, boy. Be in the corner. <laughs> Close your ears, boy. It was fa- Oh no! Is he always there? I think he's always there. Yeah, I think always there. For I think sex, that's his room. His room is always. Oh, they weren't having sex. They weren't having sex. Oh, good point. Good They're good both point. too tired and You're sad. Right. It was father's idea that both he and mother should try to entertain the people who came to eat at our oh, restaurant. Great. Wow. Oh, great. No. I cannot remember Maybe you could words. put on my pickled chickens and dance around. <laughs> put on a show, mother. <laughs> you know he calls her mother. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, mother. And he kind of like pokes her. He's like, you're going to do that. <laughs> you're going to do your, your dance. The you're going to strip, the vice president? Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I cannot now remember his words, but he gave the impression of one about to become in some obscure way a kind of public entertainer. Oh, God. When people, particularly young people from the town of Bidwell, came into our place, as on very rare occasions they did, bright, entertaining conversation was to be made. From father's words, I gathered that something of the jolly innkeeper effect was to be sought. (laughs) Interesting. Something Um, of the jolly innkeeper. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know. (laughs) Mother must have been doubtful from the first, but she said nothing discouraging. It was father's notion that a passion for the company of himself and mother would spring up in the breasts of the younger people in the town of Bidwell. In the evening, bright, happy groups would come singing down Turner's Pike. They would troop, shouting with joy and laughter into our place. There would be song and festivity. I do not mean to give the impression that father spoke so elaborately of the matter. He was, as I have said, an uncommunicative man. He was dumb. <laughs> as I have said, an idiot. <laughs> they want some place to go. I tell you they want some place to go, he said over and over. Is that this was guy his... starting the first open mic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I have a tight five. <laughs> that was as far as he got. My own imagination is filled in the blanks. For two or three weeks, this notion of fathers invaded our house. We did not talk much, but in our daily lives, tried earnestly to make smiles to make smiles take the place of glum looks. Mother smiled at the boarders, and I, catching the infection, smiled at our cat. Father- <laughs> oh my god! I smiled at our cat from my for bed in the, the corner, cat, which I used to give the finger to. I finally <laughs> smiled at for the first time in my life. It was my first smile. I don't think it was a good one. <laughs> oh, that's you. I thought that was from the book. It should be in there. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Father became a little feverish in his anxiety to please. Oh no! There was no doubt lurking somewhere in him a touch of the spirit of the showman. Just oh like my man- god, you guys! Energy. Greatest showman! Greatest showman! He did not waste much of his ammunition this on the railroad men. <laughs> at the oscars railroad men he served at night but seemed to be waiting for a young man or woman from bidwell to come in to show what he could do on the counter in the restaurant what can he do he can't do anything what is he gonna do oh no no he's just i don't understand this next sentence this guy is insane lay it on me let's do it on the counter in the restaurant there was a wire basket kept always filled with eggs and it must have been before his eyes when the idea of being entertaining was born in his brain Uh there was something prenatal about the way eggs kept themselves connected with the development of his idea 
At what? any rate, I don't do know. Eggs? This is what I'm saying. I think I'm he's like, going to do something with eggs. Prenatal? Prenatal. You're going to juggle those eggs, buddy. <laughs> I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to juggle those eggs. He's going to like swallow Are you going to eat them? that egg? It's just going to turn into the Gaston song from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> B. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, an egg ruined his new impulse in life. What? Mm. Yeah. Took a I turn. Think, I, I thought he was all about the eggs. It. We're getting to it. Late one night, I was awakened by a roar of anger coming from father's throat. No. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Both mother and I sat upright in our beds. What? With trembling hands, she lighted a lamp that stood on a table by her head. Downstairs, the front door of our restaurant went shut with a bang, and in a few minutes, father tramped up the stairs. Tramp, tramp, tramp. He held an egg in his hand, and his hand trembled as though he were having a chill. There was a half insane light in his eyes. Just half. <laughs> Just a little one. As he stood glaring at us, I was sure he intended throwing the egg at either mother or me. No, father, don't throw the egg! No! I can't take any more of your egg, Violet. <laughs> then he laid it gently on the table beside the lamp and dropped on his knee- knees beside mother's bed. He began to cry like a boy, and I, carried away by his grief, cried with him. The two of us filled the little upstairs rooms with our the little upstairs room with our wailing voices. It is ridiculous, but of the picture we made, I can remember only the fact that mother's hand continually stroked the bald path that ran across the top of his head. I have forgotten what mother said to him and how she induced him to tell her of what had happened downstairs. She's like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Here's... his explanation also has gone out of my oh, mind. Oh, come on. What do you mean? What? How do you not remember what caused that? Oh, uh, Sherwood. I remember only my Is the own egg grief. a MacGuffin? Is it an egg <laughs> MacGuffin? So. Is it an uh, egg, egg MacGuffin? <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> egg MacGuffin! <laughs> All of this came about for that joke. Everything that led to this moment. Everything in my entire life has led to me making the it egg MacGuffin joke. joke. <laughs> All of our training. All of our many podcasts. All of the books I did not read <laughs> have led me to making the egg MacGuffin joke. Sure would. Oh, oh, that boy. was a satisfying joke. That was joke. very that was good. Satisfying. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I remember only my own grief and fright as the shiny path over father's head glowing in the lamplight as he knelt by the bed. He's obsessed with his dad's head. No, by the butt. Okay, great. As to what happened downstairs, for some unexplainable reason, I know the story as well as as though I had been a witness to my father's discomfiture. A classic. One in time gets to know many unexplainable things. On that evening, young Joe Kane, son of a merchant of Bidwell, came to Pickleville to meet his father, who was expected on the 10 o'clock evening train from the south. The train was three hours late, and Joe came into our place to loaf about and to wait for its arrival. (laughs) I'm just picturing him, like, throwing himself on different chairs. (laughs) I'm loafing. (laughs) I'm loafing here. I've scheduled myself for loafing right now. The local freight train came in, and the freight crew were fed. Joe was left alone in the restaurant with father. From the moment he came into our place, the, the Bidwell young the Bidwell young man must have, <laughs> all right, must have been puzzled by my father's actions. Get to it! Wait, Jesus I'm sorry, Christ, wait. Does he kicked his egg down the road for a long time. <gasps> oh my God. Another good one. Nice, hey. nice, nice. It was his notion that father was angry at him for hanging around. He noticed that the restaurant keeper was apparently disturbed by his presence and he thought of going out. However, it began to rain and he did not fancy the long walk to town and back. He bought a five cent cigar and ordered a cup of coffee. He had a newspaper in his pocket and took it out and began to read. 
I'm waiting for the evening train. It's late, he said apologetically. <laughs> Defensive's right straight right. out the gate. Okay, calm down. Uh, <laughs> for a longtime father, whom Joe, Joe Kane had never seen before, remained silently gazing at his visitor. He was no doubt suffering from an attack of stage fright. What? The dad? I don't know. Oh, Wait, so, oh his moment has arrived to be entertaining. Oh, uh, and he doesn't know what to do. Uh-huh. Oh, right, 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 right. So he's yeah. like all nervous. Oh, and the guy's what? like, my moment. <laughs> and the other guy's like, Jesus, dude, leave me alone. I it's, just want a cigar. He's like, a Five, six, seven, no, wait. It's my time to shine, mother. (laughs) Mother, come down. As so often happens in life, he had thought so much and so often of the situation that now confronted him Ah. that he was somewhat nervous in its presence. For one thing, he did not know what to do with his hands. (laughs) (laughs) Classic, classic, relatable. Classic dad, what do I do with my hands? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He thrust one of them nervously over the counter and shook hands with Joe Kane. How'd he do, he said. (laughs) Oh, no. How'd he do? (laughs) You Fucking yokel. Ah, God. I can't believe I said, how'd he do? <laughs> Joe Kane put his newspaper down and stared at him. Father's eye lighted on the basket of eggs that sat on the counter, and he began to talk. Well, he began hes- hesitatingly. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you have heard of C- Christopher Columbus, eh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He seemed to be angry. That Christopher <laughs> Columbus was a cheat, he declared emphatically. <laughs> he talked of making hey, an egg stand not, on its not end. Not Not incorrect. He talked, he did, and then he went and he broke the end of the egg. <laughs> what? <laughs> My father seemed to his visitor to be beside himself at the duplicity of Christopher Columbus. He muttered and swore. This story turned hilarious. He declared it was wrong to teach children that Christopher Columbus was a great man when, after all, he cheated at the critical moment. Hey, you know I like hey, this guy. Hey, you know what? Dad's on the right hey, side of history. Yeah, all of a what? He had declared he would make an egg stand on end, and then when his oh. bluff had been called, he had done a trick. Still grumbling at Columbus, father took an egg from the basket on the counter and began to walk up and down. He rolled the egg what? between the palms of his hands. He smiled genially. He began to mumble words regarding the effect to be produced on an egg by the electricity that comes out of the human body. He declared <laughs> that without breaking its shell and by virtue of rolling it back and forth in his hands, he could stand the egg on its end. He explained that the warmth of his hands and the gentle rolling movement he gave the egg created a new center of gravity, and Joe Kane was mildly interested. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed for this dad. Oh, I have handled thousands of eggs, father said. <laughs> oh no God. one knows more about eggs than I do. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he stood the egg on the counter, and it fell on its side. He oh, tried... No. He tried the trick again and again, each time rolling the egg between the palms of his hands and saying the words regarding the wonders of electricity and the laws of gravity. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when, oh, I, no. when after a half hour's effort, he, what? Did, he did succeed in making oh, no. the egg stand for a moment. <laughs> he looked up to find that his visitor was no longer watching. No! Oh, my God. By the, <laughs> by the time he had succeeded in calling Joe Kane's attention to the success of his no, effort, no. the egg had again rolled over and laid on its side. This is, so this is like that singing frog. <laughs> oh my god. What's that Hello, guy's name? Hello, my god. Hello, my god. Hello, my god. Wilfred J. Fro- I can't remember his name. Michigan J. Michigan J. Fro- mm. Wilfred? Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> no, a state. I okay. remembered a pop culture thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hang on. Sorry. A fire with the showman's passion and at the same time a good deal disconcerted by the failure of his first effort. <laughs> Father now took the bottles containing the poultry monstrosities no, 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 no. down from their place on <laughs> no. the shelf and began to show them to his visitor. No! 
No! <clears throat> I'm oh really God. glad that you've taken over for this part I, of I this feel story. like it's a good... That was my moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How would you like to have seven legs and two heads like this fellow, he asked. <laughs> oh, my God! This is like the beginning of a horror movie when they, like, talk to the... <laughs> this is like Tales from the Crypt when it really kicks into gear and you're like, oh, this is the story. <laughs> oh, my God. He asked, exhibiting the most remarkable of his treasures. A cheerful smile played over his face. He reached over the counter and tried to slap Joe Kane on the shoulder. No, no, no. As he had seen men do in Ben's Head <laughs> no! Saloon when he was a young farmhand and drove to town on Sunday, Saturday evenings. Boy, oh boy, does that description roll on down. <laughs> Triggs Road or whatever it's called. Oh no! It's, this is like him being like he smiled, like he had read about that friends do. Exactly. He's trying to emulate human behavior, but he is a human. Is this a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode? Data. I feel like Data is like I am trying to understand human activity. Are you familiar with Christopher Columbus? <laughs> he was a cheat, but not for reasons you're thinking yeah, right now. I it's did, about um, eggs. I did the uh, Star Trek podcast oh yeah on, uh forever dogs in, in the city shout out shout out and they covered shout tng out. and the episode i had to watch was data trying to learn comedy it's always data, it's trying, always to data trying to learn something. things you and everyone being racist being taught comedy by joe piscopo oh, oh. <laughs> well oh. Th- there's your first problem <laughs> it was amazing uh, all right guy. all right here we go What's back into it do? you ready mm-hmm. His visitor was made a little ill by the sight of the body of the terribly <laughs> deformed bird floating in the alcohol in the bottle and got up to go. <laughs> Coming from behind the counter, father took hold of the young man's arm and led no. him back to the seat. No, he, he grew a little angry and for a moment had to turn his face away and force himself to smile. Wait, oh I'm God. sorry. Okay, imagine you're at a bar and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna. Um, I I'm thought gonna this go. dude was mad at me for hanging out and now he's showing me weird bird bodies. I want to go, and they're like, no. And he like grabs your arm and then turns away and it's like mm. and then turns on he's like hi get a hold of yourself father 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 ben's head saloon ben's head saloon on a saturday night <laughs> then he put the bottles back on the shelf no. in an outburst of generosity he fairly mm-hmm. compelled joe kane to have a fresh cup of coffee and another cigar at his expense Okay. Then he took a pan and filling it with vinegar taken from a jug that sat beneath the counter, no, he no. declared himself about to do a new trick. No. I will heat this egg in a pan of vinegar, he said. Why? Then I will put it through the neck of a bottle without breaking the shell. When the egg mm-hmm. is inside the bottle, it was it will resume its normal shape and the shell will become hard again. Then I will give the bottle with the egg in it to you. You can take it. Lucky day. You can take it about with you wherever you go. People will want to know how you got the egg in the bottle. Don't tell them. Keep them guessing. That is the way to have fun with this trick. Oh my god! No. Father grinned and winked at his visitor. No. Joe Kane decided that the man who confronted him was mildly insane but harmless. He drank the cup of coffee that had been given to him and began to read his paper again. I'm crying. When the when the egg had been heated in vinegar, no. I can't imagine the smell at this point. Horrid. Horrid. Cigars and cooking vinegar with eggs in them? Come on. Wow, I, I can't get over the... Yikes. And you can show it to people, and when they ask you how, don't tell them. Keep them guessing. That is the way to have fun with this trick. Oh. Slap of the arm. Oh, no. <laughs> Bend that saloon. Bend that saloon. <laughs> When the egg had been heated in vinegar, father carried it on a spoon to the counter and going back into the room, got an empty bottle. 
He was angry because his visitor did not watch him as he began to do his trick. But nevertheless, oh. he persisted. No, it didn't sound no. like <laughs> Nevertheless, went stronger together to work. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> I go, anyway. No, uh, for a long time, he struggled trying to get the egg to no. go through the neck of the bottle. No. He put the ban of vinegar back on the stove, intending to reheat the egg, then picked it up and burned its fingers. <laughs> This is a long lead up to a decent payoff, I would say. I'm gonna. This redeems the entire story. <laughs> I understand all the chicken yeah, talk. I understand now. the chickens now. Uh, we should have more faith. You know oh. what? <clears throat> high risk, uh, high reward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After a second bath in the hot vinegar, the shell no, of the did egg again. had been softened a little, but not enough for his purpose. He worked and worked, and a, a spirit of desperate determination took possession of him. Oh my God, no. Otherwise known as the American spirit. <laughs> when he thought that at last the trick was about to be consummated, yeah, the delayed train came in the station, no! and Joe Kane no! started to go nonchalantly no! out at the door. Father made a last desperate effort to conquer the egg and make it do the thing that would establish his reputation as one who knew how to entertain guests who came into his restaurant. What a sentence! Holy shit! I am so stressed. I am sweating. I'm I'm covered in sweat. I'm so stressed out. Your glasses are fogging up. It's gonna get better. And I haven't even gone that far ahead. (laughs) That sentence was a paragraph. All right. (laughs) Oh no! Oh man! Oh boy! I just—I really want to perform this well, so I'm giving myself a second to collect myself. This is public domain theater, after all. He worried the egg. He worried the egg. He attempted to be somewhat rough with it. He swore, and the sweat stood out on his forehead. The egg broke under his hand. No! When the contents spurted all over his clothes, Joe Kane, who had stopped at the door, turned and no! laughed. He laughed? Oh, no. A roar of anger rose from my father's throat. He danced and shouted a string of in- inarticulate words. Grabbing another egg from the basket on the counter, he threw it! Just, no! Just missing the head of the young man as he dodged through the door and escaped. Father came upstairs to mother and me with an egg in his hand. I do not know what he intended to do. I imagine he had some idea of destroying it. Of destroying all eggs! (laughs) And that he intended to let mother and me see him begin. (laughs) Let you see me begin. You watch this! You watch it! (laughs) When, however, he got into the presence of mother, something happened to him. He laid oh. the egg gently on the table. Oh, no. And dropped on his knees by the bed, as I have already explained. Oh, wait, but he said he forgot. Wait, so th- I thought this was the second time the dad dude, came. Dude, I don't know. I don't understand. He later decided to close the restaurant for the night and to come upstairs and get into bed. When he did so, he blew out the light. And after much muttered conversation, both he and mother went to sleep. I suppose I went to sleep also, but my sleep was troubled. <laughs> <laughs> Scrambled, you might say. He did not that. That was me. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. <laughs> I awoke at dawn and for a long time looked at that the egg that lay on the table. I wondered why eggs had to be and why from the egg what? came the hen, who again laid the egg. 
one. Oh, like chicken or egg, classic. <laughs> the question got into my blood. No. It stayed there, like cholesterol. <laughs> it stayed there, I imagine, because I am the son of my father. Oh. At any rate, the problem remains unsolved in my mind. And that, I conclude, is but another evidence of the complete and final triumph of the egg. <laughs> At least as far as my family is concerned. <laughs> Bravo. Dude, Bravo. Story oh ramped up. Oh my god. Oh, the I mean, to be totally honest, none of that would have been funny with all all of that pointless drivel at the You're beginning. Serious? To really just set the table. Oh, it truly was the toast for that egg. I mean, oh, oh my god. Wow. Holy shit. You know what? I think I, I respect so this all. <laughs> I don't Sherwood. know if I like it. Sherwood, oh. you've oh. done it again. Sherwood. Wow. Wow. Oh. Wow. I also love that, like, I mean, if that was written now, like, Joe Kane would have been murdered. They would have yeah. been burying him in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. They would have been yeah. feeding him for dinner. And then everyone would have loved the pancakes and sausage. <laughs> oh, my and, God. And, and eat here right in Pickleville. Is, they would have fucking fed him to the chickens. And that would have been the thing that cured those damn chickens. Absolutely. Hey, but this is public domain. Let's write that yeah. script. Yeah. Well, here we go. Let's go. Sell Let's- it to Netflix. <laughs> Shit. It's a thirteen part series. Oh my god! Oh my god. I, Twelve parts are the beginning, and the, the, the last episode <laughs> is all that. All of this nightmare. And then people are like, "What?" <laughs> Twelve episodes of just a man people in front of a camera complaining a, yeah. about chicken farm, and then just people walking next to a carriage. Uh, Don't drop anything. <laughs> oh, happy day! Hop, hop, hop! Oh my god! The, Ooh, the what sad relatability of that awkward attempt. <laughs> To be oh. entertaining by a man who doesn't oh even God. know what the word means. No, I mean, <laughs> he honestly. was trying so hard. I did like that that that, that paid off because remember at first when they were like he was going to entertain and we were like doing what? Yeah, I thought he was going to drop it Squishing entirely. Squishing an egg into a bottle. He's <laughs> like, now wait just a second, he's going to do it. Don't leave. Don't tell them. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> That's part of the fun of it. <laughs> we're wow. having fun, oh right? Oh. What a story. Oh man, so that, that was, was sure what. Anderson, oh, that was the great. egg. That, that was, was great. great. Fantastic performances. Uh, fantastic performance, right? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad that thank you that I'm, that's where you took over. You, you got oh, to. You I got felt to, great right yeah. there. Oh, I mean, y'all were fantastic as well. I feel like as a <laughs> as a trio, we just like really it was everything fit. Oh, perfect casting. Perfect, 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 perfect casting. Yeah, beautiful. Um. Thank you so much Thanks for, for having me. This is so fun. I feel like if this I was, was listening really to this fun. podcast, I'd be cracking up at my desk. <laughs> I'd be walking away. This would be one of those gotta push away from the desk. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if I don't say so myself, uh, if I don't toot my own egg. You know what I mean? Uh, classic. Egg McGuffin. Egg McGuffin. That will egg, live. Egg, egg McGuffin. Oh Hashtag my God. If we don't McGuffin. make pod mass with this episode, with that yeah. joke, I don't know what pod mass is for. Uh, for nothing. <laughs> They're for nothing. Jagoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Pod man. Uh, um, 
Thanks again for doing Thanks this. Thanks for yeah. being on the this show. This was such a delight. Uh, this was so wonderful. I can't wait to do it again. Yay. Straight up, I loved it. It was <laughs> super fun. <laughs> Four uh, stars. Do you have anything you want to plug? I mean, you you guys plugged so much stuff at the beginning, but yeah, check out Take My Wife. Um, it's on iTunes and Amazon, not the Prime thing, but the other thing, and then Google Play, and then uh, on May first, it's going to be on Stars on their streaming app. Nice. Cool. They bought a bunch of CISO shows, so that's cool. It has like a new. Uh, I'm glad they life. have a home now. Yeah, so check yeah. that out and like follow me on twitter and instagram uh, at ria butcher r-h-e-a-b-u-t-c-h-e-r and then also listen to my podcast three swings on forever dog because it's a uh, couple episodes in so check it out it's real fun yeah can't wait to have y'all on it ah. do you like baseball i don't care no great <laughs> you can come on and did. talk about baseball <laughs> perfect i love yeah. it <laughs> good enough uh thank you so much for listening uh sweet listeners uh <laughs> sweet, sweet, listeners. <laughs> sweet, sweet gentle listeners this has been Public Domain Theater. Sherwood Anderson's The Egg has read by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, and Rhea Butcher. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.